Hello, and welcome to Little Podcast Big Conversations. Yep, you heard that right. We have rebranded our podcast and we are wrapping up our first season with our final episode for season one today. Our new name, Little Podcast Big Conversations, does exactly what it says. We're a small podcast made up of two co-founders, myself, Ramnik Sohal, and then there's Sophie Lynch. We cover some huge topics with some brilliant guests and experts, and we're now in 14 countries. Our podcast will ignite your spark through insightful conversations, inspiring and helping you to grow, live with purpose and intent by implementing things easily in your life. We believe in the power of storytelling and we will be bringing you, our listeners, a number of episodes featuring some fantastic individuals who will talk to us about a whole host of topics that will ignite your spark. No nonsense, straight talking and inspiring. We believe both curiosity and simplicity in life is key. We often come across great ideas and statements but don't necessarily see how people can implement these quickly and effectively in their own lives. So, on today's episode, we're speaking to James Green. James is a tennis mentor and coach. He has been playing tennis for over 20 years and today we talk to James about learning a new skill, why is it important and how to learn at your best. James has been playing tennis since the age of seven and qualified as an LTA level three coach. Now, James is actually on the tennis court while we're talking to him. So you will hear an echo when you hear James speak. It's great to speak to James, actually, um, while he's in action on the court and can make it really practical for people. His energy is infectious and we thoroughly enjoyed speaking to him and we know you will too. So we give you the brilliant James Green. Enjoy. Hi, James. Welcome to our podcast. It's great to have you on our podcast today. We're really excited for the conversation we're going to have with you. Before we get stuck into the detail, it'd be great for you to share with our listeners a little bit more about you and who you are and your background and what you've done over the years. Yeah, no worries at all. Well, my name is uh, James Green. I'm a professional tennis coach, which sounds awesome every time I say it. Um, I've been playing tennis since I was seven years old. And now I'm 29, so it should be better than I am. But I feel like I can, I can hit the ball pretty well. I can teach people how to hit the ball well. And it's hilarious that my uh, career is basically just playing with tennis balls all day and just teaching <laughs> someone how to hit a tennis ball. But it's amazing what I see because people come to me, uh, they have a problem, then I teach them this problem, and it's so uplifting for me. It's uplifting for them. It's just a positive environment to be in. So I'm a level three LTA tennis coach. I'm also a, a racket stringer. Also, I've traveled Australia, Asia, done quite a lot of stuff in my life. And I'm happy with what I've done. And hopefully I'll just keep on doing what I love, which is tennis coaching, helping people. Brilliant. So your tennis has literally taken you around the globe, yeah, hasn't has, it? Which yeah. is amazing. And you've been able to build a career in it. And I think most people are probably very envious that you get to spend most of your working life outdoors in the open, um, often in the sunshine in the summer as well, but working with people, which is, is yeah. amazing, isn't it? Picking up on uh, working outside, it sounds amazing. But in the winter... <laughs> it's not it's, yeah. it's not amazing because <laughs> i've got this massive jacket which you'll i'll send you a photo of and then you can share with everyone it's uh it's basically 
uh, a rain mac that costs quite a bit but it's so worth it it goes from my my chin all the way to almost my ankles and it's fully fully waterproof and i don't get wet whatsoever and it's amazing the ladies team at the club <clears> say you have to be able to play in all weathers 100%. So, that's yeah. it isn't it yeah. because if you yeah. stopped every time it rained then you would lose that hour, wouldn't you? And then if you lose uh, yeah. that hour every week, then you're just going to pause your progression and everything. James, you said that you, you've been playing tennis since you were seven years yeah. old. What made you get into tennis at seven years old? Or was it something that was introduced to you? By my mum and dad. Um, it was introduced to me because they always watched tennis on the TV. And then there's always tennis balls around. And dad had a swing ball set in the garden. He never let me win. <laughs> Um, and then I used to use a squash racket for some reason with this and I was like three years old and the squash racket was like the same size as me but I I refused Mm. to play with the the smaller racket because kids can be annoying like that Um, and uh, that's that's really why because my dad used to play squash I was playing swing ball and then the actual the tennis the avenue tennis uh, came to my school when I was seven years old, when I was six years old, sorry. And then they said, oh, you can hit a ball. And I said, I play swing ball. And um, <laughs> they said, you should come to our Saturday morning tennis. And then it went from there. So literally, yeah. I've been at the Avenue Tennis Club on and off since I was seven years old. Now I'm 29. So 22 years, but 19 to 25, I was elsewhere. And then just for the purposes of our audience, ATL, you said you were ATL tennis coach. What's ATL? ATL, Lawn Tennis Association. I I almost forgot that. okay. Yeah. (laughs) And and a racket stringer is what? It's a racket stringer. So you see a tennis racket. You see it's got strings in it. If yeah. it breaks, I can fix that. Obviously, James, you started playing tennis when you were really young, mm-hmm. right? And of, then got into kind of um, tennis training very young. In your mind, what's the difference between <clears throat> learning a sport when you're young versus learning a sport when you're a fully-fledged adult with <laughs> loads of issues like myself? Yeah. And I cannot tell you how hard it is to learn a completely new skill with actually in your 40s you know you start getting a bit of pain in your knee and a bit of pain in your back you know you're not you're not 27 you know for example or or 19 learning a new sport so it can it it can take a while whereas children learning they they seem to get it quite naturally and of course they're not you know they don't have the same issues that you may have as an adult so what do you see as some of the key differences between children learning and adults learning and what top top tips can you give our audience so let's let's start with children children are sponges till they're like seven eight years old so they absorb everything 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 you say to them everything you show them they absorb everything then later on in life they were like oh i can hit a tennis ball and they forgot that they used to it's all subconscious because if you've played before it's so much easier so Ravnik, if you if you played golf when you were younger for like five years and then came back to it, you'd find it way easier just because you've got that subconscious and you've got that muscle memory. Um, and for kids, they uh, try everything and they're not conscious as much if they look a little bit silly or not. I'm not saying you look silly at all. I bet you've got amazing golf swing. Um, 
but when you're an adult, you've picked up bad habits throughout your life. So, for example, I was co- I won't name any names. I was coaching a person the other day. It's not you, Sophie. Don't worry. Um, and um, they couldn't really hit the ball at all, but it's because they weren't watching it. And a coach told them when they were playing squash or something, never watch it onto the strings, which is probably the, the every single coach, every single person in sport who deals with rackets and balls, you need to watch the ball onto the strings. And that's such a simple thing. Um, but everybody forgets it. That's why you miss it. And um, this person wasn't doing that. And then I told them that. Then literally it was like it clicked and then they couldn't miss a ball. It was insane. So you obviously talked about children and how much as as children we are sponges and obviously we we lose a lot of that as adults so i guess what are some of your top tips for adults taking on new skills or new sports later on and i guess lessons that they can take from whether learning tennis or to swim or a language or whatever the skill is it would be good to sort of hear what you think those key things are that are applicable to to all sports and all all skills top tips from James Green on school tennis uh, from an Instagram <laughs> number one is keep it simple see the 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 three main things that your coach because I really advise always get a coach when you're learning sport always get an instructor because if you try and do it yourself you can but you can fall into bad habits straight away um, and then those bad habits are quite hard to get out of because if you're let's go to tennis, if you're hitting a forehand and um, then you're using your wrist and then flapping it and it's still going over and in. Um, but then if you keep on doing that, you're going to injure your wrist. But your subconscious will think, oh, so they want to do that all the time. So we're going to do that all the time. Then that, that's a bad habit. Then that's harder to get out of it. So always get a coach, get a good coach that you get on with personally as well as professionally. As I mean, like, have a good time and you want to enjoy it, don't you? You need to enjoy it. Um, Keep it simple, get a coach, enjoy it. I think those are the top three things, really. And keeping it simple is just like, don't overthink everything. Just go for one thing. When I coach, I do maximum two things because otherwise it will just be white noise so that all sounds great in practice i think the reality is as an adult it's tough to do isn't it it's tough to i think there's a few things in what you said it's tough to switch off and focus um even if you even if you're in that that session which is probably the first part and also i think as adults we get and equally as kids we get really frustrated when we can't get something right first time so like how how do you work with some of your um coaches and and um how how, what's the best way for us to overcome that sophie that you get annoyed when you don't do it first time i don't think anybody's ever done anything first time as as a coach as a i've when i first went on court and coached when i was 14 I was an assistant coach. I was like, oh, my God, what do I say? What do I say? Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And it's probably the worst session I've ever done. Um, But then you learn from that. Um, So it's trying to not put too much pressure on yourself. Like Roger Federer, he couldn't hit a ball until somebody told him how to. 
and then he just practiced it and practiced it. The reason why Roger Federer, if you know him, he's like one of the best tennis players in the world, and Rafa Nadal, it was just commitment and good practice. They say practice makes perfect, but that's not true, I don't think, because if you practice the wrong thing, you can get worse, even if you're playing five times a week. You're playing five times a week, but you practice a wrong skill. You're not going to get any better. But yeah. <laughs> let's let's take Sophie for example, if that's okay. So yeah, so go for it. You weren't a complete beginner, were you, when you started? Oh, when I started tennis, what two years ago? I I never really have played a tiny yeah. bit as a child. So, but hadn't yeah. played for years and years and years. So I would say I was yeah fair a beginner. Fair beginner. And, yeah. Um, yeah, Sophie was coming with your dad like in lunch breaks and stuff well, it's what i yeah, spend my lunch good. break doing it's good i think that's so good for your mental health coming out at yeah. lunchtime yeah seeing the sun yeah. getting some vitamin d yeah. so sophie mm. started two years ago and i remember you came to a session and then um you asking loads of questions which is awesome always ask questions to the coach always um because they're happy to help that's what they're there for and um it's and Sophie did really well. She went from the beginners to the improvers to the intermediates in two years, which is almost like legendary. Um, but it's, some people give up straight away because they can't do it. But if everybody did that in life, nobody get anywhere, would they? So it's just about persisting in something that you really enjoy. Like Ramnik is like in golf and she's persisting at it. But it's so frustrating when you can't be, you think... I should be way better. But if you think that, then yeah. you're thinking negatively. Adults will think that straight away, won't they? Yeah. Oh, my knee hurts. This yeah. hurts. Well, whatever you're doing that makes your knee hurt, don't do that. But try and work around it. Totally agree with you. I've, I think the point that you're making is really um, important one because there was one point where I was being scored um, for my handicap and the two people that I was with yeah. were much better than me yeah. and I let that get into my head because I think going back to your point about enjoying it, so your top tips about learning a new skill and enjoying it, I think as adults we get so we get 100%. so obsessed with you know, yeah. doing well, right, and scoring well and being the best that we can be because, you know, <clears throat> we develop that, right, throughout our lives. Even the way that our schooling is, you know, the exams and getting the, you know, yeah. highest grades, you don't end up really Never. enjoying the subject or enjoying learning the skill, whereas kids yeah. enjoy it, right, and they they enjoy yeah. the process of learning rather. So it's that focus on enjoying it, not putting too yeah. much pressure on yourself and not focusing actually on your scores and 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 what have you um i think that's such yeah. a critical point because i i at the beginning i lost that i lost yeah. enjoying learning the new yeah. skill and i was getting too obsessed with but what if i'm like score a ridiculous score for for my handicap you know at yeah. the end of the day it doesn't matter i'm going to end up yeah, with a beginner's matter. handicap anyway yeah. regardless of my score you know and so but you you naturally 100%. compare yourself with others and where and and put yep. too much pressure on yourself on where you think you should be rather than yeah. actually enjoying yeah. and having so that's fun so, so so true yeah you cannot ever i've done it in the past everybody does it compare yourself to someone if i compare myself to rafa nadal i'd be like what's the point of playing 
what is the point in playing? I'm never going to get to that standard. But why am I not? I could do if I really wanted to. Like you said, you were comparing yourselves to those other two people. But if you did that all the time, you you probably don't do that in your work life. Or um, people might do. But just try and think about your achievements. Think about the small little things. It's just about, I don't want to say persistence, but practice, but good practice and enjoyment, keeping it simple. Yeah. If you compare yourself to others, don't try not to. If I say don't do it, yeah, but how do you not? Focus on you because you are the one you're battling. You're not battling anyone else out there. You're just battling with your mind. You've got your good mind and your bad mind. You've got your good mind saying, yeah, that was a good swing. That was a good shot. And your bad mind was like, no, I could have done this better. I could have done that better. And those those two selves are like, they're, they're both hungry to eat at you, aren't they? Like good stuff, bad yeah. stuff. You're in the middle and you just need to try and work your way around like tennis is like an absolute roller coaster isn't it sophie so some days you play absolutely mm. insane some days you like i can't even hit a ball but yeah it's the same with golf same with i actually played golf well. for the first yeah. time in 10 yeah. years the other day and um i was like how do i go about this like i was with a mate who has played for um two years now uh and we used to play 10 years ago together and then i was like i used to beat him but if i think about that i'm gonna put so much pressure on myself and if you tense up that's such a bad thing in golf in tennis in any sport yeah. never tense breathing that's another top tip breathing out as you hit it your body's so much more relaxed so much more it's insane and i see you guys nodding you've done it probably like sophie actually holds her breath sometimes when she hits the ball but you need to that's why the top tennis players grunt and it's like hey they're actually breathing out i know that sounds silly but like miri sharapova she does scream there's no need for it um but she is just uh letting out air so your body is more relaxed yeah. as you hit the ball or like in golf yeah I think that is a really for some people that can mm. be really hard. Um, yeah. Just just breathing and you know yeah. even you know they 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 were telling me that you with the golf club you're supposed to hold it like as if you're holding a bird in your hand, and I'm like how do I do? That? I mean even now James yeah. I struggle with that. I don't know how I do it because I'm yeah. trying I'm focusing so much yeah. to making sure that my swing my club is in the right place when it hits yeah. when it squares the ball. That actually, I don't know how I'm supposed to yeah. be relaxed about 100%. it. You know, I don't. You know, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't get it. You know, even now I don't get it. But oh, I'm yeah. new to it, right? I've only been learning for a oh, few yeah. months. But, but it, I think, I think that for me is my biggest yeah. development area relax is to relax and breathe, and yeah. breathe because I think that's impacting yeah. my my learning and my game. And and I think that's harder it's as you're, so when you're an adult. Like life is hard, mm. isn't it? Well, that's that's going a bit off topic, mm. but everything is a little bit hard that is rewarding. The thing that makes you sweat and mm. things that really challenges you, that actually is so rewarding at the end. Like, go back to Sophie when she first got into the Monday nights. Um, she was like, yes, I've done it. And then I texted her saying, well done. And she said, oh, yeah, thank you. It's been amazing. And then she came and then she was like, I've made it. And uh, then she got injured, which is a shame. Um, but um, she'll come back. Uh, but it's, it's just about looking at those good little goals, 
and trying to not put too much pressure on yourself. It's so hard to do that, though. It's so hard to breathe if you've never been taught how to breathe when you've hit the ball. Everything is a slow process that's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's true yeah. though isn't it it's so it's true so i think true. like mm-hmm. mindset is a huge part of learning a new skill yeah, yeah. well I and mean, everything really isn't it mindset is like the core of it but i think particularly when you're learning a new skill or sport you've got to go from that well you've got to lose that kind of mindset of oh i'm 100%. going to be the best straight away you've got because you're actually probably going to be the worst you and you've be. got to work through that and equally then when you when you are playing like you know like me at the moment like I've had to deal with the mindset of actually I'm injured I can't play and there's challenges that come with all of that but like how do you um work with people to help them through some of that mindset where you can see in the moment that you know they're getting all the frustrated or like how do you work through that with them um at the avenue tennis um I coach there 35 hours a week I do 23, 24 hours of group sessions and the rest is individuals. Um, So I do 10 hours a week individuals. And so when it's individually, you can talk to them easier and you can um, do one-on-one, which is so, which is really good for um, like coaching and um, being coached because then they're looking at you and they can see what's going on in your head. And I asked them, what were you thinking about just then when you got really frustrated? They said, I didn't do it. I said, but that's how you learn. If you don't do something straight away or you hit it in the net, but why did you hit it in the net? And then, yeah, I didn't swing from low to high. Then, you know, that's the first time of change is when you do something wrong. Why did you do it? Then a couple of weeks later, oh, I hit it in the net. Why did I do that? Like to themselves, why did I do that? Oh, I didn't swing low to high. And they stopped doing that error. So it's just trying to see the little wins and not look at the tiny picture instead of the big picture. Yeah, that's really true. And there's a lot of like research, isn't there, around like improving and focusing on improving 1% and then all of the 1% add up incrementally to, to get a better game or whatever you're trying to work on so yeah yeah really key yeah i think i think also james to your point around um not overthinking things as well you can as a learner be bombarded with 10 things that you need to think about before you hit that racket or hit that golf swing and 99% 99% of the time when I don't think about those 10 things, yeah, I hit the ball really go. well. Yeah. So the, there's yeah. the dichotomy, right? So you're as a coach, yeah. you're teaching people, right? You've got to keep your arms straight. You know, you've got to keep your hands loose. You've got to make sure that you cock your hands yeah. at this angle. Then you've got to square the ball at this angle, all of that. But actually, when you're doing, when you're actually playing tennis or playing golf, you can't actually think of those things. So as a learner, that's quite 100%. challenging to do. You've got to almost subconsciously do that, which is and it is different. It's, yeah. it's like driving a car, but uh, you know, but it's it's still different 100%. way of thinking, right? To yeah, how yeah. we normally but, think. Like going on that, it <laughs> is all subconscious. That's why you do hours and hours and hours of uh, tennis playing or whatever you're doing. Uh, um, dancing or you're playing golf or you're playing chess or whatever it's that subconscious that takes you through like Roger Federer he said when he was when he was 39 a couple of years ago he was playing in the Australian Open and they were saying what were you thinking about when you were just about to win that Grand Slam he said absolutely nothing and everybody was like what 
what's what's this going about? Um, he said, that's when I'm the most relaxed. I'm just letting my body do what it wants to do because he has got all that subconscious muscle memory. He's got all of it because he's tried, he's failed. He had mental health issues. He was absolutely mental on court and sm- slamming his rackets and everything. Um, but they said, you need to come back in about a year. And he did. He did. He got. He, he got a psychotherapist. He figured out why he was getting so angry and everything. And now, well, he's almost retired now. But he was the most calm, relaxed, cool, handsome guy on court. <laughs> little little celebrity crush of mine. For me, that is the biggest yeah. thing I need to learn because I've actually. It makes you more aware of yourself as well yeah. when you go through that. When you're trying to learn a new skill. How I learned how to relax, like when I was 19, I didn't know how to relax, really. I was just working all the time, coaching all the time. I was very fit at that point. I was like 7% body fat. Um, but I, my mum said, you're just going to burn the candle both ends. I was like, nah, I can sleep when I'm dead. And being really manly and masculine. And then, yeah, I got ill. Um, and then, yeah, your mum knows best, doesn't she? Cheers, mum. Thanks for everything. Um, <laughs> um, uh, but like having people like that saying you, you are going to get ill and stuff, you don't really listen. You only listen to yourself, really, don't you? So how how can you listen to yourself in a good way? It's like the, that that angel and that um, that devil person, that probably devil person is saying, tense up, tense up. And then that angel's like, breathe, breathe, Ramnik, breathe. And then you're like, and then you're like, I can't, I can't breathe. Um, so it's just, how do you breathe? I did yoga. Doing yoga and stuff like that really helped me be able to breathe and figure out how to breathe. You've never been taught how to breathe. How weird is that? But we do it anyway. If you've never lose, how do you know how to lose? You will mm-hmm. lose. Like You will yeah. be rubbish when you start playing golf. You will be rubbish, but... You have to lose to figure out how to win. You can't win straight away. Then everybody will do everything, wouldn't they? People give up because yeah. they don't win. Yeah, that's really fair. But the, the people that are going to succeed will get back up again and do it again and lose again and then get back up again, but still try and enjoy it. Don't just constantly lose because that's quite sad. It's quite a sad process, isn't it? Mm. But you need to try and change that process and think, no, I'm actually going to... Why did I lose? Yeah, I missed that shot. Oh, breathe. I'll move on. Yeah. I think that's true for quite a lot of things in life, isn't it? Like when something happens, it's like deal with it, um, work through your emotions or reflect yeah. on it. Don't overthink it wherever possible. And actually then like if it's sport, pick up, yeah. pick up the racket again or like get involved again and, and go again. And, and that in itself teaches you like that resilience to push through those you yeah. know, where you've made a mistake or where you've done something wrong and, and reflect on it. But also then you're always or nine times out of ten, you're always yeah, better afterwards, aren't you? Yeah. For, for that process. Like yeah, I actually really started key. a brand new skill really? when I was 20. And I don't know if Sophie, you know this, um, Ramli, you definitely don't. But I started salsa dancing. And that was completely different. Oh, yeah. And I thought, yeah. I've always liked to shake my booty. Um, I don't know why I said that. I always like to move and everything. <laughs> um, uh, but then 
It'd be, be like, like a jelly. jelly. <laughs> I don't know. It'd be like a J-Lo, be like a Beyonce. Um, I always liked to, I, all, when I went to the club when I was 19 and stuff, I always loved to dance. And then I was thinking, I looked around and everybody's just pointing at the sky. And I'm like, what's up there? Oh, that's a dance move. <laughs> and I was like, there's actually, I want to learn how to dance. Looked up, where can I go? Um, and I learned how to salsa because I had a, an amazing salsa teacher and um, she said, this is how you do it. You learn quite well. Yeah, you did that wrong. Oh, did I? Okay. I won't do that again. And it's just, I just practiced and practiced and practiced because I loved it. Listen to the music, feel the beat. And now I've been doing it for nine years. It actually prevents dementia, somebody told me. And I completely agree. Sort of prevent it is by learning a new skill. So like I learned salsa, not because of um, everything went on with dementia, but it, it sparks a bit of something else in that brain instead of just being in your comfort zone. Go out of your comfort zone, learn a new skill, and you're like, I can salsa now. And then I met Nikki and everything's fine and dandy. But now we don't salsa that much, which is hilarious. Um, <laughs> but we we still dance. Yeah. I still put the music on, and then we dance and stuff. We did it in lockdown, and it was awesome. But it does it it, it is different because I've been dancing for eight years. Nikki's been dancing for two years, so she compared herself to me and was like, "But I can't do that. You don't want to dance with me because you want to dance with all the good people." I said, "Not at all. You? I want to dance with you because I love you, and it's such a great." a great thing to do together um but it it does come with its negative things because then you might feel insecure um salsa is all about it's about the music and having fun and smiling and everything like that sophie and i are desktop jobs you know we're in a we're in a corporate environment at least with you james you're outside teaching people how to play tennis so when i'm learning a new skill like dancing or whatever it is golf you know i'm outside right or i'm moving my body in a different way otherwise you're just sitting static at a desk and it's not good for you and i've also heard the same thing about dementia as well at the beginning you talked about and making sure that you so, uh, so people have a yeah. coach and an instructor, right? So you don't yeah. get into bad habits. What I found um, uh, playing golf, yeah, so yeah. I do have a coach and I've had three yeah. or four lessons. But what I found is when I'm at the driving range, for example, yeah. practicing my swing, everybody yeah. is willing to give you advice and their True. own opinion yeah, yeah, yeah. right on things and it's very easy to when you're learning everything. a new skill to take everyone's opinions and then you just get so confused and actually some of those um some of that advice contradicts each, yeah. contradicts right um each other and i think as a uh, someone that is new learning a skill it's very hard yeah. to manage that um, because then you then you start okay doing one thing and co- incorporating that, but then your coach yeah. says something different. Um, yeah. And one of the one of the things that my coach said to me is, Ramnik, loads of people are going to give yeah. you advice. Um, it's yeah. really important to stick to 100%. one person, and, and yeah, ideally yeah. your coach, right? That will yeah. give you consistency in yeah. terms of that advice and be able yeah. to improve your game going forward. So I just wanted to make make yeah. that point on the call for those people who are learning new skills and are getting some coaching, stick with your coach and try not to take 
instruction from loads of people because you're just gonna get it's just gonna uh, it's just gonna confuse you and impact impact yeah. your game yeah 100 percent. stick with yeah. the person who is actually qualified listen to someone you trust definitely don't listen to everyone stick with one person or just stick with a couple of close net people that you actually respect and actually know what they're talking about consciously think of one thing like watching the ball then it will um be much better consciously think of one thing subconscious let it do what it does but if you've got bad habits go to your coach for mm, that very good advice so we've talked yeah. about absolutely loads today loads of fantastic stories and great tips for our listeners to take out as, as well as Ramalik and I no as well so thank you James um, if if you were to summarise everything in sort of three three takeaways for our listeners um, what would the three takeaways be? giving out positive energy people like that I'm just trying to make the world and make the people around me more positive smile and do something that you enjoy like a new skill and stuff something you can look forward to like if you're at work and you're like oh what am I doing tonight just watching Netflix that 100% that's a good thing but don't do that every night (laughs) try and go out your comfort zone and learn a new skill people say I haven't got time to do that if you say you don't have time you won't have time but if you say i'm going to make time then you'll have time you talked earlier about when you are learning a new skill like yeah. keeping it simple just let's just remind the listeners what yeah, those top so tips there were enjoy it enjoy the slow processes enjoy the little wins don't look at the massive thing you are going to be rubbish when you start but that's okay everybody is everybody was be relaxed that means breathe um do some yoga learn how to breathe when you're playing tennis learn how to breathe when you're playing golf from because then you your body's going to react so much better fab and we always finish every podcast with a few quick fire questions um so that our listeners can get to know you even better so don't don't overthink them just first thing that comes into your to your brain so first up um what is the best piece Uh, of advice you've ever been given don't compare yourself to other people awesome and what's the worst piece of advice uh, don't been? you want to be perfect every day it's been brilliant thank you so much james we've loved having you on our podcast love everything we've got out of the conversation given us lots of laughs along the way so thank you and we know our listeners are going to get lots out of it too so no worries thank at all. you very much thank you for having me on Thanks, it's been, been such a delight it's lovely to laugh in the morning and it's lovely to spread the mm-hmm. word of joy and happiness and positivity We hope you enjoyed today's episode with James Green. As always, please reflect, give us some feedback and try and take one thing away from what you have listened to today. You can share your feedback via our social media channels, whether that be LinkedIn or Instagram. Until the next time, it's goodbye from the little podcast and big conversations. Bye bye.